0: Chelsea are three minutes away from the Champions League final against all the odds. The is it. Is it, it? Clear it. Fernando That's Torres! In. This could be the most dramatic story of the season. It's Torres oh. to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. Hello, Bonjour and hola. Welcome to the newest episode of the Fulham Broadway's Finest Podcast. Now, I really hope I just didn't offend anyone with my atrocious French and Spanish accent. Please do not hate me. Now, before I get on with the show tonight and introduce my guest to you, who am I extremely excited about having on, and it's been such a long time coming, so I'm so excited. I want to ask you a quick question, and that is how many of you play fantasy football? Because I've got a huge game to talk to you about, and that is called Fanslide. Now, this is the world's first in-play fantasy football game. Unlike the long-season commitment of the Fantasy Premier League, Fanslide is game to game, and this really appeals to me. It's also really easy to pick up, play, and do extremely well just right off the bat. You simply choose a live match you want to play in, and as soon as the teams are announced, you can start sliding anything up to three players from either side to play. I hate how the Fantasy Premier League skews what teams and players you want to do well, You're a huge Chelsea fan, you've captained Harry Kane, and he goes to score a hat-trick. That almost gives you a slight amount of joy, and that just doesn't sit right with me. But that isn't a problem with Fanslide at all. Trust me, I really believe that this game is just going to kick off even more so than it has at the minute. And I need to give a quick props to the guys at Fanslide. They've made just such a beautiful, good-looking and easy-to-play game. Fanside has a live leaderboard and chat and you can invite and play against your mates. They also offer up to prize pools on certain matches, which is just an extra little incentive for you. This weekend they actually do have money up for grabs. First of all, you've got the match uh, where West Ham face Liverpool and you've got a prize pool up to £100. And then you've got Chelsea and Leeds, the one we're really looking forward to. Again you've got another £100. And this is completely free to play. So, you know, this is your back pocket can just start growing once you play this app. And then on Sunday, you have Spurs v Arsenal, the second and third best team in London. As we all know, it's blue. But again, there's a little incentive for you to watch because there is another £100 on that one too. Now, I've put the link uh, or fan slide in my Twitter bio and it's also on the Google Play app and App Store. Now, if you click on the link, download it, and you add me as a friend, and that is my Twitter handle, and for people who don't know what that is, that is CFC underscore Chris underscore. Now, I'll be playing all weekend, and I'd love to play against some of you guys, so hit me up on that during the live chat, and we can, we can compete against each other, and hopefully I'll be taking the money home. Now, honestly, you'll thank me later on this, because you will absolutely love it, and I look forward to playing you. So now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Fulham Broadway's finest podcast. I actually can't believe I'm already doing my seventh episode. But again, as I'd just like to say, a quick thank you to everyone who has supported me. Um, It's just, it's overwhelming. um, I can't thank you enough. Now, tonight I'm going to give him a little bit of an introduction. I'm so excited to finally say I've got Vince on my podcast. And he's also known as Blue Footy. And if you're not following him, uh Vince's pages is consist of really two things I'd say. That's all uh that's news reporting and his opinions, which nine out of ten I will always agree with. Um he also runs uh, a football page called the Blue stand who I used to write for. Um so I guess it had to be good if I was on it. <laughs> um but me and yeah. Vince we, me and Vince have been, speak, been speaking for a while and I'm I'm so excited to have him on. Um and yeah, Vince just just thank you very much for joining
1: me. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, You've been doing wonderfully well. And um, I'm sorry that um, I I took your time before being here, but I'm glad that I'm here at the end of the day. So that's what matters right now. Thank you so much for having me.
0: No problem at all. Good things come to those who wait. That's what I say. Um, Vince, I I said that we always agree or mostly agree on opinions. And we've spoken quite a bit about a single player who... I've been very excited about us signing, and I think you feel the same. And that is Thiago Silva. Now, a lot of people were quite nervous when we when we were signing him. You know, 36. Was he the Thiago Silva of old, coming from the French league, which obviously isn't as physically demanding as the Premier League? Were you worried at all when when we signed him?
1: No, not at all, Um, because uh, I've been following him uh, from. um, the AC Milan, his AC Milan days to so PSG, so I've been following him every season and he has been playing uh, regularly uh, as long as he's fit, he played so uh, I think that um, he kept his fitness all, all through and uh, last season, his last season at PSG, uh, he took them to Champions League final, played 19 minutes and if if you've been following his career, you know that he has being a fit guy. So, if you are losing a little bit of space uh, pace, you cannot play centre-back uh, in an intense league. Uh, you said uh, Premier League is more physical than uh, uh, French League, but that's true, but to a certain extent, not uh, 100% true in a way, because... Uh, uh, French League is dominated by almost black Africans uh, per se. So it's also very, very physical league. Even though Premier League is quite more physical, well, I agree. But it's also very intense in a way. So he has been playing at the highest level, the Champions League, League One and all that. And for Brazil, still, still playing for Brazil. So uh, for a player at that age, playing league matches, Champions League matches, and for the national team with retiring from international football that tells you that he he thinks that he's very very fit and i believe that he was very very fit even before we signed him so i didn't bother i didn't uh I, I, I didn't think that he was not going to survive the English Premier League the only thing i was worried about is if he comes in and then start getting injured because these things can happen he can come in and start getting one injury muscle injury or the other but he has started very well and uh, so far so good he has been fit and we've been enjoying him
0: yeah i think you're 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 right he is extremely fit i I think some people may not know that he he doesn't drink or smoke so that's probably one of the reasons why he's able to perform at his best even at the age of, of 36. Now Vince, he he started his Chelsea career in a League Cup game, I believe it was, um, nice. quite quite a, an easy game, shall we say, in all respects to the opponents. He then started as
1: captain. Uh, I think his uh, I think his first match was against West Brom. Uh, yeah, it was that as started the League Cup uh, against Tottenham. Yeah. Oh, I
0: see. Okay, yeah, I could could have got that mixed up. But on West Brom, uh, he was captain. And he made that mistake. Were you were you worried at all? Do you think Lampard should have made him captain? Was that too much of a big occasion? Or do you think it was just one of those freak moments? Yeah, uh,
1: I think um, uh, uh, it was uh, one of those uh, freak moments. Uh, he, like I said earlier, I've been following him and he's one guy that really makes mistakes. So uh, it's one of those things that can happen. But I knew that he was going to overcome it because he's not a player... That uh, he gets overwhelmed by occasion. Uh, it wasn't like the Premier League was too much for him, and he got, you know, Navy or whatever. Uh, I think that he, he, as in, he was always going to overcome that particular problem and then sustain it and then be the best he could be. Uh, so so far so good. He has done exactly that. So uh, uh, it, it was like a freak moment, like you said. It was just dramatic, but. We are human beings, anything can (laughs) happen, yes. Yeah, we are human beings, anything can happen. You know, nobody is above mistake, no matter who you are, nobody is perfect. So it was one of those freak moments and the way he has played since then, you know, shows that that was a freak moment, yeah, 100%. Do you think, if you put his playing skills to one side
0: and look at his leadership skills, do you think... That back line and Chelsea as a club were missing a leader like him. Like, like, you know, he reminds me of John Terry quite a bit on how he holds himself on the pitch and how he leads. Do you think his leadership that he's brought to this club has helped uh, this season and, you know, a quite
1: successful season, I think we, we've started off with? 100%. 100%. You know, I can't shout it enough. You know, he, he brought calmness, you know, to the back line. He, he's leading, like, you know, Trying to tell people exactly how things are done, what you are supposed to do, leading by example, telling people things the way they should be, you know. And, and when you hear other uh, defenders talk about him, the first thing they mention is he he's always there to tell them where to be, how to be, as in how to move, when to come back. He is the general in that in that defense. Mm-hmm. He's like he's controlling everybody. He's like the joystick controlling players, you know, uh, as in. Uh, on ps on ps5 but that is the that is that is yes that's what it is you know he's controlling everybody and you could see that everybody is playing better from, from one to z from a to z Everybody is playing mm. fantastically very well and they give him credit which is deserved so because we look at season, everybody was like all over the place nobody controls you know nobody controls anybody so everybody was like doing whatever they want to wanted to do uh, and it was a very very very, you know, disturbing moment for Chelsea. And if you remember, uh, uh, during the summer, uh, I was one of those guys who didn't really think that uh, we needed Kai Havertz because I was so, so, you know, invested in Chelsea buying a central, a central defender, an experienced one for that matter. Because the way we were playing last season, we were just all over the place, no control, nothing. There is no organisation, nothing. No matter how much you coach players, once they are inside the inside the pitch, you have lost control. Like, even if you tell a player what to do, he can still do otherwise. So that's why you need a kind of a semi-coach in mm-hmm. there, especially at the back line, you know, to be able to coordinate things, to be able to arrange players, to be able to control players. And that is exactly what Thiago you know, has brought to Chelsea, which we didn't have last season.
0: How long would you like to see him at the club for?
1: Yeah, as long as he's fit, as long as his feet you know at the moment you know he has formed a fantastic relationship with Kozuma at the central defense you know so I, I think he can give you he can give us another two years or three. Yeah uh I don't know how fit he can be in next two years or whatever but so far so good he has been wonderful and Kozuma beside him you know has also elevated his game just thanks yeah. to Thiago sefer's presence and if you look at the way they play he's like because Zuma is the one taking care of the actions, you know, winning the tackles, the headers, clearing things, you know, uh, uh, Silva is the guy, organizing things, you know, cleaning the cleaning the mess, a bit, you know, from a few players, you know, stepping up with the ball and all that, breaking lines. It's like divided, I mean, a, a, a duty out there you know, at Chelsea, in Chelsea's back line at the moment. Everybody knows exactly what they are doing. Everybody knows what they should do. Do and what they are expected to do at every single given time, and mm-hmm. it's wonderful to watch us right now. And if you look at the stats, it's just amazing. Imagine, you know, how many games we have had, and the, how, how many goals we have considered. You know, when he played uh, from the West Brom game, which uh, we said earlier, a freaky game and also a freaky mistake. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's uh, those things happen. But Thiago has been, he's been, he's been marvelous. He's been marvelous. Yeah. Look. At his pass uh, completion uh, completion rates, 94.4%. And he he's not playing only safe passes, he's bra- trying to break lines and, and, and throwing long balls. So he's just, listening, he's just priceless for Chelsea right now. You know, long may it continue. Uh, hopefully, he can give us two, three years. Yeah, agreed. I- I'm happy you mentioned
0: Kurt Zuma. Uh, I thought. Well, I think I thought for a long time now that he's been our best centre-back uh, prior to Silva coming to Chelsea. Uh, but you're right, Zuma is just such a different player when he's playing next to Silva. Um, there's been a couple of games this season where I think Zuma's either played next to Rudiger or Christensen. I'm not quite sure, but if you look at Zuma, he just looks like such a different player. He doesn't he doesn't look like he has that confidence or that belief in himself. But when when Silva's next to him, he's just a, a a complete beast. And like you said, the stats are just amazing at the minute. Um, and it's just been, a, it's been such a pleasure to, to see him uh, join, join our club. Um, I want st- to move on to the manager, Frank Lampard. Um, yes. you, you did a tweet uh, today, actually. And for people who didn't see it, I'm going to quickly read it out. Uh, you tweeted, some folks that doubted Lampard and the process must be hiding at the moment. You worry when there is no sign, but the sign was there. It was only a matter of time. Imagine if Lampard was sacked. He knew he lacked defensive coaching and brought in Anthony Barry. That's class. Now, I think uh, you've probably seen on my Twitter, I've I've been very Lampard in, shall we say. Um, I've been yes. very against the people who who haven't supported him who, and who want him sacked so early into the season. And I just will never get my head around that. And I've gone to, as far as to say is, I don't think they're proper fans of the club. And I honestly will forever say that because um, that's just my own opinion. But yes. what, what's your opinion on, on you know, Lampard's start to this season, uh, the people wanting him out? And where do you think he's improved this season compared to last season?
1: Um, I think that um, uh, my opinion is everybody is entitled to his own opinion. Uh, I have nothing against people who wanted him out. But at times it's uh, disheartening to see a guy trying his best, trying to put things together, trying to make Chelsea better, the best we could. And you see people doubt him. People think that uh, they know better than the manager. And they think that, you know, that he's not trying his best and he doesn't know what he's doing, actually. You know, so that it it was so, 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 I mean, disappointing to see some of us, uh, some of Chelsea fans, you know on twitter uh, talk like that so that's why most times i will just drop a tweet like the one you just read mm-hmm. uh, i mean you know i <laughs> trying to trying to yeah the other side of the story you know i'm not always right is so but what i say, but what what i tweet is always what i thought you know is my opinion so to me from day one the signs were there just like i tweeted the signs were there from day one. He was trying everything to make that team work, but, like I said earlier, a little bit, no matter how much you coach players once they're stepping in there, you have lost control to a certain extent you come back, you can shout you know at a touch line, but they can still decide to do what you what you tell them to do or do otherwise there is nothing, there is nothing you can do you can only substitute trade players, so to an extent you lose control. So what he was doing, what he he, he was doing last season was to do, uh, was the best for Chelsea actually. From from the playing style, from uh, uh, to uh, to uh, promoting players to trying to, I, I mean, uh, uh, give us uh, our, uh, bring our culture, uh, winning mentality back, and everything he did was you know for was for Chelsea to make Chelsea better. So now what happened this season was he kept he kept re- repeating last season Lampard he kept repeating last season that he knew what was wrong with Chelsea but he didn't have the opportunity to buy players so there is nothing he could do so what happened this summer uh, or what happened last summer was he tried to and not he tried to he, he he really sorted out those issues that he had last season from the center back from the defense to the team's balance and shape you know to this to to the strikers not strong uh, to the attack not converting a lot of goals so he has almost everything from bringing in uh, edward mendy for Kepa, who was leaking goals here and there you no know, mm-hmm. despite the fact that chelsea yeah faced one of the least shots on target in the premier league last season but almost every shot was go like yeah. it was so so difficult for the manager so no matter no matter how much he played you know uh, 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 he didn't have a goalkeeper he could trust so he sorted that sorted the defense with silver uh uh, uh, uh we talked about Silva already then the, the midfield now another thing he did in midfield that i quite liked was uh, trying to juggle the midfield with Ingolo Kanté you, you remember after the after the lockdown he 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 started playing Kante as a as a defensive midfielder. Kante, even before then, wasn't playing as a defensive midfielder and hadn't played as, as a defensive midfielder in the English Premier League, even at Leicester City. So most people model this thing up, but he didn't play as a sole defensive midfielder. So Lampard was the first person to play Kante as a sole defensive midfielder. Kante has his, uh, you know, has, has his issues, which is positioning and being uh, uh, disciplined. With his positioning, so but he's something. He's already an old man, so a very experienced guy. So he's something Lampard can, cor- you know, can correct. And it looks like he has corrected that. And say this season is, is different. Is different class. I'm telling you, he's different class. Positionally, everything he has done this season has been different class. And then in the attack, he brought in with uh, he brought in ZH and uh, Timo Werner and uh, and Havas. You know, these guys, especially Havers and ZH, you know, they are goal makers. They are assist kings. You know, they, they are so good in making goals. And Venna is so good in converting goals. So right now, you look at the, you look at the return. Even though we didn't start quite early, uh, we, we didn't start quite good earlier on uh, with a few matches that could have gone either way or whatever. But immediately, the new guy started settling in. We changed. Automatically, we changed like unrecognizable. Now we, if you look at at the returns now, we have we are the highest goal scorers in the Premier League and joint best defensive record in the Premier League. It's crazy the transformation, and we still have a long way to go. But the sign is incredibly, very, very good. I mean, mm-hmm. the future is so so bright. You know, I can't shout it enough. I listen. I was uh, tweeting a lot about it yesterday day about where I feel about Chelsea at the moment. A lot of people feel, you know, felt like you know I was just blowing the trumpet too much or hyping the team too much. I don't really get too carried away, you know, with things. But when you see a team that is ready to challenge, a team that is ready to take the world by storm, a team that is ready to fight, a team that is ready tactically, technically, everything put in place, everything working. There is no way. You can hide it. You can't hide it. It's not magic. It's not magic. You can't hide it. So I think so far, so good. He has done so, so well. You know, I can't... Listen, it's just two years. And normally you can give a manager two years or three, you know, to get everything sorted and then everything right. But he has just done it after one year. Forget about last season. Last season was just like him trying to put pieces together because he couldn't buy players. So he was just making use of what he had. But this season was just the first season for him. First proper season for him, and even without a um, uh, preseason yet, he could get Chelsea, you know, to gel and and compete mm. and play the way they are playing at the moment. Just after ten rounds of games in the Premier League, it's just marvelous to see.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it was so important that he had that summer window where he could buy the players uh, he wanted for the positions he wanted, because I think he knew what was wrong last season. And like you said, you know, the goalkeeper, uh, you know, Kepa. And it must have been so frustrating for Frank, because, you know, Kepa is probably a very nice man, but he's just not good enough for Chelsea Football Club. And it must have been so frustrating for Frank to know that he is one of the problems, but he just couldn't do anything about it, because he looked at the bench. In all respects, I think we've got, what, 38-39 Willy Caballero. And, you know... He's 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 a he's an okay backup, but he's just not good enough to start for us. So I think it's important he brought those players. in but but there's rumours that he hasn't stopped yet, and there's there's rumours that he potentially wants to bring in Declan Rice in January. Now I think he said the other day that uh, he was looking at Thomas Partey, who who went to Arsenal in the end. Uh, but yes. his number one target has always been Declan. Now in my opinion, I like Declan Rice. I think he's a good player, but right now. I personally don't see where he fits in this Chelsea team because Kante has just been insane this yes. season. And you look at our midfield, uh, just a few, I mean, you've got, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Kai Havers, you've got Angolo Kante, you've got Kovacic, you've got uh, Jorginho, uh, you've got Billy Gilmore coming back. So my, my question to you, Vince, is, one, do you think we need Declan Rice? And if we do... What midfielder would you not like to
1: see go the other way, but would be happy to sell for his arrival? Yeah, a very difficult question. You know, one, I, 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 I really do not think that we need Declan uh, Rice at the moment. Before, before because of um, N'Golo Kante not being a core defensive midfielder, uh, you know, I didn't know how he would. I mean, uh, get get uh, 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 as in get along playing that particular uh, 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 position in defensive midfield as a sole defensive midfield and not in a pivot. So uh, now we have Kante doing that and doing that so well. Even if we bring Declan uh, Declan Rice today to Chelsea, he's not going to be a starter. That is sure. He's not a box-to-box. He can play box-to-box, but he's not at a very high level You know when he plays box-to-box. So his, his position is a purely defensive midfield. Midfield, And at the moment, there is no better defensive midfielder in the world than N'Golo Kante. So that is it. And then at the centre-back, I don't think he's an elite centre-back. So he can be a makeshift centre-back, but he's not an elite one. So at centre-back, with Silva still fits and Kozuma, you know, winning every header out there, you know, every tackle's out there, every tackle out there. No, you, then you do not see a place for Declan Rice to play. So I, I don't really know. I don't think, you know, at the moment, things have changed a lot. So I don't even think that Lampard is going to break the bank anymore to buy Declan Rice unless he feels that he can bring him in and De, Declan Rice can uh, have patience enough to uh, wait for his uh, opportunity because definitely Kante will get injured or maybe get suspended or uh, maybe whatever but Kante is still young I think he's 30 or approaching 30 or whatever but Mm -hmm. he's he's still a young person in football teams so if he's fit he can still play for another four years or three years at the very very highest level Mm -hmm. so Declan Rice at the moment even for him Declan Rice we know that it's very difficult Breaking into that team into our team at the moment, so it's very difficult. If he comes, who am I going uh, who, uh, who will I sell? That is a very tough question <laughs> because, like I said, yeah, like I said, he's not a boss to boss midfielder, and then it's it comes down to Jorginho or Kovacic. Uh, Kovacic is also a boss to boss midfielder, so it comes down to Jojinho and Kante. Right now, I can tell you I won't sell anybody because Kante is a different class in that position. Jorginho bre- bring something different in that position. So if you sell Jojinho, there there will be a match tomorrow that we will need Jojinho's uh, characteristics and attributes, and we won't have that. That clan rise is too similar, you know, to uh, uh, N'Golo Kante. So Jojinho is different. So when you are building a team, you need to have every component, you need to have every attributes, you need to have these things, you know, because a player can change a match. If you remember last season against Arsenal, emirates we, we are suffering against arsenal at the emirates um Jojimho came in in the second half and took completely changed the whole match remember if we had lost that match, we wouldn't have made top four so is yeah the 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 the, the how, do I put, how do i put it you know the margins are so slim that his contributions the way he plays his characteristics you know can make us can make us champion or can make us top four or can make us fall away so it's, it's it, uh, uh, to me I, I I feel that having somebody like Jojinho in the squad is very very vital so to answer your question I don't think that I can sell anybody right now in the DM because we have only two recognized uh, defensive midfielders at the moment which is Jojinho and Kante and they are very very different players and two players that we need in the squad at the moment so I can't I can't tell, I can't
0: Fair enough. So that then uh, brings me on to my next question. Who's your preferred midfield at the minute? Because it's such a crowded position of, of players that we have at the minute. It's just I think there's too many players. So and you can only pick three uh in the formation we use. So so who's those three?
1: Who's your preferred? Um it depends on the opponent. But if you ask me, you know. In general terms, I will say Kante, Messi, Mount, and Kai Havertz. You know, reason is because uh, the only difference I will have is Kai Havertz or or Kovacic. Reason is because why I'm going with Kai Havertz is because you we play more weaker teams than uh, more elite teams. You have like five or six elite teams in the Premier League, then you have like 14, 15, you know, weaker teams in the Premier League. And Havas is so vital against those weaker teams because he's the man, he's one man that can make things happen, you know, with, uh, with, the, with his final balls and his runs, and his guile and all that. So I think, you know, uh, for the squad entirely, uh, Kai Havas, you know, to me, is more important than Kovacic. So I uh, will go with the three Kante, Messi Mount, and Kai Havas. And, and what have you thought of Havertz uh, in this early part of the season? I know he's
0: he hasn't played many games. He missed a bit due to COVID. Um, but, of course, some opposition fans are already calling him a Premier League flop, which makes me laugh because they have the likes of Scott McTominay in their team. So I don't really think they can talk. <laughs> um, yeah. But what, what's your opinion on him? Because my opinion is I, I think he's improved game in, game out. Uh, obviously, he yes. wasn't the best on his first game against Brighton, I believe. But he was only with us for a day, and he was playing out of position. Uh, but then he obviously scored the hat trick in the League Cup, and he had a fantastic game against Crystal Palace.
1: So, what's your first impressions? I mean, uh, obviously, do you think the best is yet to come? Exactly, his best is yet to come. It may not even come this season. It may come next season or the, the uh, or next two seasons. So that is the way it is. You know, people uh, can get uh, very, very uh, impatient w- w- with some players, but you do not expect every player to hit the ground running in the Premier League. Premier League is different animal, especially a young, one, a young player for that matter. So I- if you go back last season, by this time last season, after ten rounds of matches, Pulisic, Pulisic was struggling. You know, uh, uh, so, uh, ESPN guys, you know, uh, uh, people, the media in America, we are already shouting. That, a Lampard is trying to kill this guy. A Lampard doesn't like this guy. A Lampard is not playing this guy, and all that, and all that, and all that. Some people we are already talking about police, Pulisic, Pulisic uh, leaving Chelsea, and mm-hmm. all that. So that is just an example that I'm giving you. So if you put it, if you put things into perspective, Havas, you know, has had even a better start than Pulisic had last season. So to me, I believe that Havas will be a big player for Chelsea going forward. He will be a star for Chelsea going forward it's just a matter of time. Now, what he has done so far, this is in his try to play his game. But playing his game is not enough in the English Premier League because in English Premier League is very demanding. It's very physical. Yeah, you need to be aggressive. You need to be physical to survive it. And even if you want to play with gal and, you know, one-touch one touch football, still, people, English Premier League, players in the Premier League will try to bully you. They will try to knock you off. And referees, they are already used to that. So they, they let... Mm-hmm more of that they let go more of those challenges so you need to brave up you need to be physical enough to be uh, i mean aggressive enough on the ball physical enough on the ball physical enough in your challenges aggressive enough in your challenges and all that and all that that is the only thing missing in his game once he has this once he accepts you know adapts to the physical nature of the premier league he will become unstoppable because that is the only thing holding him back at the moment if you ask me so like when he plays against teams that are less physical and uh, and less aggressive you he brings out his best. so he normally plays very very well but against physical sides, you know that's where the problem is but he will get used to that he's just mm. uh, yeah uh, he's just a young player yeah. Uh, new in a very difficult league to play, so he will get used to that. Just matter of time, like I said. Yeah, I completely agree.
0: I mean, he is only 21. Like you said, it is a, a completely different league to what he's used to in Germany, and it's just a completely different system he's uh, playing it now. But so, so, I'm gonna take you back just a few months ago. You're you're a Chelsea fan. You're on Twitter. You you see us signing names for Chilwell, Havertz, zieck Werner. Um, what? Are your thoughts of the season? Did you did you set out a target, thinking right, we're making these signings, we need to win the Premier League, or did you think right, Frank still needs one more season to get get used to the players and then go from there?
1: What was your what was your target? Uh, my target was third place, second place, second place, third place, uh, third place, a very good season, second place, extremely good season. So that's the way you know I played it uh, in my head. So I, I knew it's always going to be a tough season. It's not good. It's not easy bringing in six players, as first team players, first eleven players, and then bed them and bring out the best out of them. Uh, make sure that all of them are adapted to the league um, and playing to his maximum is not difficult it's not easy it's very very difficult it's not easy so because of that putting everything into perspective uh uh putting everything considering everything i always thought that getting third place is more realistic because man city and liverpool are quite higher than us in terms of their um, development and then if we are lucky enough or if we pick, you know, early early, early enough, then we could challenge for top two. But I never thought, it never crossed my mind that we can, we could challenge for, uh, I mean, to win the title. Even at the moment that we are on top of our game, I still do not think that we can win the title uh, because the season is long. Things can still happen. And uh, we have, we still have new players. Listen, we can only get better from here. And the league is uh, very challenging. Uh, there are better teams than us already like I said Man City and Liverpool are already better than us so the challenge is to close the gap on them and then take it to the next level next season which is next season is what I'm so excited about because I believe that next season will bring the best of Chelsea Then all, all the new signings like Havers we just mentioned you know, everybody must have adapted very well get ready and then bring out their best you know, next season. And then the new uh, uh the the younger ones, the ones from the academy, the likes of Mount Abraham, uh uh, uh Tamori, uh uh Rhys James, those ones will also uh, have an extra season, you know, add extra season to their careers in the Premier League. And that brings that means more experience. I think we will be more ready next we will be more ready next season, you know, than this season. But anything can happen because this season is quite crazy. Uh, teams are losing like mad, you know, unpredictably, uh, un- 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 in unpredictable way. So, like, uh, yeah, Liverpool losing seven to to Austin Villa. So this season is a little bit crazy. So if we can sustain our consistency at the moment, anything is possible. We can win it. There is no doubt about it. But if I have to think like a football person, I think this season is more realistic. <sighs> Do you think some people might say Lampard has been a failure this season if we don't win anything? Some people will say that, but people who say that are just clueless. Um, I, I, I'm serious. You know, if you say that, you're just clueless because uh, reason is because of most of uh, the reasons I've just uh, explained earlier. You know, new players coming in, uh, 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 needing to acclimatize, and we we signed too many of them, which is six. You don't just build a team together, put players together in a team, and then uh, everything will just roll on. You know, it's not like that. You know, it's even more difficult when you when you have too many new players. You know, two, three, okay. When you have six, like we have, is another thing, is another ball game. So, uh, Lampard. Has done so well to put those six together, Uh, five maybe if you remove Mendy, you know, put them together and then get, try to get the best, uh, getting the best out of them. So he has done well so far. But I think we can still fall short, but that is not going to define our season. Even if we fall short of winning the Premier League this season, it's not going to define our season. But like you said, I think, I know that a lot of people will still criticize him because. Because a lot of people already started criticizing him, you know, during, after four or five matches that we had very poor results and all that. A lot of people already started criticizing him, saying he didn't know uh, what he was doing. That we bought, we we spent two hundred million, and he's playing sheets and all that and all that. So imagine if people criticized him just after four matches or three matches or five matches when players are still trying to get, you know, used to the tactics and all that and the weather and the league and all that so imagine what will happen at the end of the season definitely they criticize criticizing for they are just clueless people you can you can't criticize if you want yeah. to be objective if you if you are objective you can't just criticize that because like i said second place is an extremely good season then third place is a very good season that's the way yeah. i see it and that should be the way it's it sh- that's the way it should be and who's impressed you the most this season? It doesn't have to be a new signing. Uh,
0: it could be one of the the youth prospects. Has anyone just stuck out that little bit more than than
1: everyone else for you? Mendy, yeah, Edward Mendy, yeah. The reason is because even though I saw a lot of clips of him, his saves and all that, when we were linked with him, I but I didn't even know that I didn't know that he's this good. So that is just the thing. So, if you look at his stats, it's just crazy stats. His stats are so crazy. You yeah. know, since he came in, we are just, we've been dropping clinches after clinches. We have seven right now, you in, uh, know, uh, in, uh, in 12 matches uh, or whatever. Uh, he's just crazy. And you look at his save percentage. That's seven, 94. percent save you know, save a save rate in the UFA Champions League, the highest, um uh, the highest level ever. Then in the league, he has 90% save rates. Then and since since he started his uh, his expected goal, Chase's expected goals like expected goal against in matches with Mindy, you know, has never been below 0.91, never been more than up to one goal. So everything is crazy at the moment, you know, the way he's playing. And he's the one that I, I, I knew, uh, like, you know, the line most people said on, on Twitter uh, during the summer that anybody can anybody can be better than Kepa. And I thought that as well. Even if he's Mendy, he can be better than Kepa. You know, it's just that we wanted anybody, you know, in because anybody can be better than Kepa. You know, that's, that was, that's the line. I don't mean it, you know, that way yeah. anyway so but but what he has done so far he has transformed the entire team the entire back line he has given confidence to the entire back line and he has led by example he has been dropping classes master classes after master class after master class no he's not about you know facing shots he's about giving confidence because people a lot of people do not understand that goalkeepers are also like captains they are also like organizers and defense because they see more than you see when you have a goalkeeper who has that sense who could see who could smell danger who could see the entire shape you know at the back then you have like you have your coach there and if and if you have a vocal one at that then you have you know he the jackpots and mendy is that kind of character he's always talking he's always directing people always putting people in shape you know in 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 normal a perfect position Just like a a safer is doing. So he has brought so much into our game. He has, I mean, I I can, I can, I can, you know, continue till tomorrow. You know, what he has meant, yeah, what he means to this team. But it's not going to be enough. Even I can't even exhaust what he means to this team, this particular team. But when you have a safe hand at the back, the last time we had that was Peter Shek back in the days, you know, Peter Shek, (laughs) <laughs> you know, gave us all that. Yes, even 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 Kotoa wasn't Peter Shek's level. So we are seeing a repeat of Peter Shek and their their stats, you know, are very, very, very similar. Yeah, I think um, uh, seven clinches in 10 and they have seven clinches in 10 uh, as well. Uh, uh, Mendy and Peter Shek in their first 10 games and all that. So they have also similar stats you know, uh, uh, comparing their Chelsea careers in that aspect. So, uh, I think he, uh, I mean, Tidimura, I think that he's the one that has impressed me the most, definitely, without any shadow of that. Well, there you go. Edward Mendy is the new Petacek. Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first.
0: <laughs> I, no, I agree. Um, I, I, Mendy has just really taken me by surprise. I mean, yes, I, I, I saw some YouTube compilations of him, but I also saw YouTube videos of of Morata, Zapacosta. Zappacosta. <laughs> uh, so yes. yeah, I, I could go on and on and on. So no, I am I'm just so happy with him. Uh, I'm going to end on just a, a fun little question. Uh, from one to eleven, name your perfect current Chelsea team. One to eleven.
1: One to eleven.
0: Num-
1: yeah, number one, uh, Edward Mendy, left back uh Ben Shewell, right back Riz James, center backs Cotuzuma, Tiago Silva, central dif- uh, defensive midfielder N'Golo Kante. two number eights because we are playing for straight three right now mm-hmm. with inverted triangle with two number eights. So two number eights is uh, two number eights are uh, missing mount and Kai Havertz. Mount is also underrated man he's yeah. He's the man. Yeah, I keep saying he's the man holding this team together. If you take away his attributes in that team, we won't be the same. He's Rich. the man making things happen. So uh, he's very, very underrated. So, but to me, he's not. Yeah, you, you follow me now. So you know how I feel about missing Mount. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I could talk about yeah. him all day long. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a great player. Then uh, in front, listen, I have uh, I got to go with uh, Pulisic mm-hmm. on the left. You know, on the left flank, um, right flank, ZH up front. Timo now, but that doesn't mean that uh, Tammy Abraham is not is not good enough. But it is what it is at the moment. Timo Werner ahead of him, so that's that's my Chelsea 11. I don't really see a thing wrong with that, Vince, at all. So again, I
0: agree with you. But mate, I just I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on. Um, it's it's been a been a long time coming, so just just thank you for that.
1: Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me. You're doing a brilliant work, uh, a brilliant job. Uh, you've been amazing, a very good uh, host. I told you that on Twitter, so it's not, it's nothing new. So you're yeah, doing wonderfully well. So continue. Yeah, that's. Oh, I re-
0: I really <laughs> appreciate that, mate. I really appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, obviously, you know, you're one of my favourite accounts. And to to everyone, yeah, thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> no problem. And to everyone who's listening, I uh, just want to say a massive thank you. Uh, and I'm also very excited that next week I'll be recording uh, my next episode with a Chelsea author. It's almost an exclusive I've got where he'll be talking about his brand new book um, and that should be coming out hopefully Wednesday. So yes, I'm very excited for that. And for everyone uh, who heard my introduction, obviously don't forget to download the app on Fanslide. Uh, The link is in my Twitter bio and I hope to play you on there. So again, thanks for everyone. Vince, you've been a dream. Thank you very much. And Thank um, you so much. We'll we'll speak later. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye.